You're just in time for Just In Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reedman. I'm the same voice of Just In Sports on 1077 The Bronx, WRRC, Lawrenceville, New Jersey at Ryder University. I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from radio this summer. I'm on podcasts on all the platforms of your choice. Excited to be here. And my first episode on podcast for a summer, I'm excited to be joined by a guest. He's a Ryder alum. I can't believe I'm calling him a Ryder alum. Felt like freshman year was a few years ago. As a sophomore, working at Bronx Vision, the radio station. Welcome on to the show, Dom DeRosa. Dom, excited to have you on. Yeah, no, Justin, really, thank you for having me. And thanks for the little shout out. I also really like your new introduction. It's great. Um, you know, it's a pleasure having me on this show. I love listening to it. You have great stuff and you provide great content. So yet again, Justin, thank you for having me on this week's segment. Always fun to have you on. So I want to open up the show and, and talk about the NBA playoffs, not any games specifically, but there's a lot of vets in there and there's a lot without rings. And what players, I might, I, know, I think I know where this is going first. What players are in there you want to see really get a ring? Well, of course, I think you know my favorite player of all time. He's the reason why I really started watching basketball. Um, CP3, Chris Paul on the Phoenix Suns, the former LA Clipper, uh, when I was a huge fan, and that's how I became a Clippers fan at the time. You know, I would really like to see that happen. Um, CP3 really is a guy. He's a game changer to me. Um, you know, he's just something else. He's a floor general. It seems that every team he goes to, he just makes it better. I think even with the whole um, issues he had with James Harden in Houston, I still think he's one of the best to get along with as a teammate. Um, so that definitely would be my first option. Uh, I think Chris Paul's a no-doubter. Uh, it just sucks right now what they're doing, being down 2-1 against the Lakers. I had a scary feeling it would go that way. And, of course, the series isn't over, but right now it's heading in the wrong direction for my liking. So I, I have to agree and say no offense to people out there. If they don't if they don't have Chris Paul on that list, I just think that there's something wrong. There's something wrong if you don't have Chris Paul on that list. Like, there's – He's so hard to dislike. He just, he has that, he's just a lovable player. He's a leader. He's the leader of the player um, union. I just, I want, uh, wherever he goes, he helps like boost that team. Look at him in Phoenix this year. I, I'm, I'm really pulling for him to get a ring. Um, originally when Washington was making the, de- looking at deals for John Wall, I wanted Chris Paul over Russell Westbrook. So I, I really want Chris Paul to win something. And his story too, just um, in high school, as a kid, like being the short, not, not the tallest, the shortest, having to overcome adversity. It'd be cool to see him finally get his NBA ring. Yeah, and you know what? I'll add on to that. He was kind of going to a not-so-familiar school. They had some bright years, but in college, like Tim Duncan, they both went to Wake Forest. It yeah. wasn't anything special. Um, he kind of just did his thing, and then everything kind of fell into his lap, um, being a part of New Orleans at the time, and then the Lakers trade falling through and not, you know, succeeding. So that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, doing everything he tried with the Clippers, uh, he was just a great guy who was well-respected. Um, I remember that 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 day uh, the Clippers traded him away really hurt me. Um, but, you know, I was hoping he won something, and he hasn't so far. So, 
you know, I really respect the Suns as an organization too. They're building young. They've always tried to rely on Devin Booker and now so far DeAndre Ayton. They're not shying away from that and uh, a lot of dark years, but they could see some sunlight uh, really far away. I like this. So since Paul, since CP3 departed the, the Clippers, I think the Suns have been the best destination because we look at Doug Rivers and he's a player's coach. And out of all the coaches so far, he's playing for Monty Williams, who's a player's coach. And I, I think this is probably one of the better shots he has. I just think Houston, when he was in Houston, Harden is just a, just a hard guy to play with, just a hard guy to get along with. Yeah, of course, because Harden, he is a great, tremendous player, but he can be a stack compiler because he wants to really shoot a lot of his shots. And, you know, a lot of players are different like that. And also... I want to give a little bit of credit to Monty Williams. I think he could definitely be in consideration for coach of the year in the West, just because I don't think anyone expected the Suns to be over 50 wins at 51 wins. This no. season, you know, especially in a shortened year, 10 games less, it is harder to get like that. We expected Phoenix to be a playoff team, but nothing like a two seed with the way that it's going. Not at all. And like I said, I think he makes every team better. I'm trying to think of one more player I would like to see win one. Um, Julius Randle. Julius Randle comes to mind because he's been traded team after since since the whole Lakers leaving to part in the Lakers. He's been he's he's taken a few trips to a couple other teams, and I really like the way he's leading the Knicks. So yeah. that'd be could that'd be cool to see a Knicks go on a deep playoff run. Didn't Randle just win MIP? Yes, he did. Yeah, okay. I wasn't actually too sure on that. I just saw he was in consideration. Uh, so good for him. You're right, Justin. You know what? The guy has been a beast for everywhere he's been going to and dealt to. Um, but it's an organization at the end of the day. We know that. But you know what? He wants to stay with New York, I think. And I'm glad the Knicks never traded him away because of his hard work ethic. You don't really get that so much with some athletes at times. You know, I get it. These guys work hard their whole lives. But with Julius Randle, he's a gym rat. First one in, last one out. Uh, the guy's an absolute monster trying to change his game for the better in every which way. And I, I really like that pick. That wasn't one I was thinking of, actually. So um, I really credit to you on that one. And he makes the Knicks really exciting ever since 2013. And just him on this Knicks team reminds me of the Nets with D'Angelo Russell when um... – oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, that year when they made the playoffs, it, it reminds me they didn't they didn't have elite players, but they were able to make the playoffs. And did they go on a deep playoff run? No, but they made the playoffs. And I, I really liked the old Nets before KD and them came. And I, I, the Knicks are kind of reminding me of that old Nets team with Atkinson coaching. Yeah, it's just weird. It's, you know, they're gelling together at the right time and. With D. Rose's second stint, I would like to see him win something as well, I guess, if you're considering it, right? Um, he, he even said with his first time with the Knicks, he was getting frustrated with the lack of hustle, but getting Tom Thibodeau, who's definitely in consideration for Coach of the Year in the East, uh, it changed the whole entire dynamic of that Knicks team. They play hard. Alec Burks is a low-key underrated uh, journeyman, veteran, right? Um, so the Knicks all yeah. have interesting to watch, I would say. Mitchell Robinson, he's hurt, but, I mean, he'll be back healthy next year at center. Um, the point guards, Alfred Payton is another guy who's traveled place after place. I mean, the Knicks have good have potential. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think one of my last ones I'm thinking of uh, as of right now on the top of my head, um, this goes to two names out there, a coach and a player on the same team that I think deserves a finals trophy. Uh, that goes for head coach Quinn Snyder on the Utah Jazz. He's been the Jazz coach since 2014. I think he's been one of the most underrated coaches ever since then. And now being the number one seeded Jazz, definitely could be coach of the year. And then for the player on that team, it goes to Donovan Mitchell, the two-time All-Star, uh, the slam dunk champion back in 2018. He's been a little bit injury prone as of this year, but he's back uh, in for the playoffs soon. Uh, despite losing the first game because no Donovan Mitchell means a lot of issues. But I think, Justin, my take would be that, you know what, ever since they lost Gordon Hayward and they the Jazz moved on, you know, I was scared that the Jazz wouldn't be that good, but they moved on. They selected this kid Donovan Mitchell middle of the draft in the first round, and he just lights out. So really it goes to the whole team. But Quinn Snyder's been there. The Jazz have always been good but not great. I think it's just about time if they get something. I just remember watching Donovan Mitchell as a grad transfer at Louisville in college. I would have never thought he would be this player he was say, because I would call him elite. He's he's about to he's kind of up there in that elite category. Yeah. I, I, it's very impressive. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're spot on with that one, man. And my last person, same team, Mike Conley. Oh, that's a good one. You know what? I'm actually going to tell you this, but uh, before you give your take, I apologize. But Mike Conley, if it wasn't for Chris Paul, I think is one of my also my favorite players because I like players that are very reserved in the NBA to themselves um, and just quietly dominate in the league because no one thinks about CP3, honestly. I know he's that good, but no one's thinking about him like they think about some other players that are just stud point guards, right? And Mike Conley, too. I think he's the most underrated player actually in the NBA. Um, for especially what he was with Memphis. But, uh, yeah, that's actually a really good one, Justin. I, I think you were saying exactly where I was going. Like, he never gets – he's always – he never gets the credit that he deserves. I think when he – he's, he's gone selected all-star games, and I, I, I have to admit myself, like, I always forget about sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mike Conley, because there's so many great point guards. But you always forget about, like, not just his – well, he, I, I, his leadership, but just how, how good of a player he is. And I think that backcourt, Donovan Mitchell, be nice to see them win. I just, I like Mike Conley a lot. He's getting older, but I really want to see him win something too. Yeah, no, definitely. I would say the same thing, if anything. But um, this first round NBA playoffs been very interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. I, mean, I just hope, Justin, that the LA Lakers – Get out of this, but I have a bad feeling the Suns are just going to not be able to do this. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think only because Chris Paul isn't healthy. He isn't fully healthy. Yep. So moving on, I want to play a new game I'm bringing called Yay or Nay, where Dom's is my guest. And I'm going to bring up some headlines. It's been sports recently, but Dom's going to get to choose whether we talk about it or not. So, Dom, are you ready for this? Oh, you already know I'm ready. I, I'm just ready to get this going. I'm pretty excited because I actually don't know what you're going to be asking me. So uh, let's get this thing rolling. All right. So first story I have, Aaron Rodgers. 
you might have seen him in the news a lot, wanting out of Green Bay. He was on a sports center recently with, uh, with Kenny Maines last day, and also recently spotted in Hawaii while OTAs are going on, jumping off of waterfalls with his fiance. Mm, mm, okay. Would you want to talk about Rodgers or past? Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we gotta talk about Rodgers. Yeah. Go for it. Well, you know what? Okay, so Rodgers' situation, I think we all know by now, he would like out of Green Bay. Um, obviously, rumors can be true or false, but I think this one is true. I think Rodgers is clearly frustrated. And we're going to flash back the past two years now um, when it came to this past season, losing to the Buccaneers in Green Bay right before reaching the Super Bowl, right, in the conference round. And then the year before that, losing to – you know what? It goes with those two playoff performances from the team. And it is a team effort. Rodgers balled out, but the Packers really didn't have much else. And the Packers decide not to give Rodgers any wide receiver core besides Delonte Adams and any draft. Um, and instead, they get back the rookie quarterbacks and anything like that. Um, they re-sign Aaron Jones, yeah, but it's still that three-headed monster as of right now with Rodgers, Adams, and Jones. But otherwise than that, Defense really isn't doing much. Um, the offense, they don't have much depth besides that. Uh, I don't know, Justin. I, I think this is true. I would be frustrated if I was Rodgers. I think he got insulted for the talent that he still has at his age when they drafted a rookie quarterback. Uh, I'm trying to – I'm already blanking on the Jordan, name. Jordan Love. Thank you, Jordan Love. Wait. So – which I want to go start with that. I don't know if you saw the ESPN Sports Center interview on um, with Kenny Maine's last day at the network or not. I, I, I saw clips of it. I actually used an audio piece for it from for my uh, two minute sports report, the, the overtime on um, the retro station, and he he you know they were asking him about the situation, and obviously Maine Maine is like a guy he like sees some humor, so he was like joking you know so what's the situation like and he was like oh this is about you but he's like oh I love I love Jordan I love the pick but and so forth but one thing I'm going to tell you about Rodgers and this goes kind of like with Brady too you aren't going to get the direct answer out of them they aren't going to say to you I hated that selection of Jordan Love getting picked last year. You aren't going to get that out of Aaron Rodgers. He's just, he's too smart to tell the media that. You aren't going to get it out of him. Ask ask all you want. Put him yeah. on like all, all those shows on any network. You're not going to get it out of him. Yeah, and that's the thing. Because if he does, you're, that's a really good point, Justin. Because if he does say that, so many teams are going to shy away from trading for him or even considering him. Look at what the Niners are doing. They're trying to go young. Jimmy Garoppolo is right now possibly on the hot seat. Um, so I think he's out of the picture. We had the Niners, the Raiders, and the Broncos on Rodgers' wish list. And I only think the reasonable one would go Denver. Otherwise than that, I don't think anything would be happening. Yeah. So moving on, the next topic I have. Brooklyn Nets are cruising through the first round of the playoffs. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden making it look like no big deal, playing Boston. You want to talk about the Nets and their dominance or just pass? You know what? Yeah, let's talk about the Nets. Yay. All right. So I'll, I'll start with this one. Um, Yeah, they've been very impressive. But to be honest, 
the Boston Celtics, they're missing Jalen Brown. I, I don't think Brad Stevens should be coach right now. So I, I think I think this first round is a breeze. Yeah. I think this this is a bold prediction right here. I think Philly is gonna go to the finals. Ooh, all right. I, I just I think Joel Embiid, he just he doesn't miss. I just watching as a Wizards fan watching these games, he doesn't miss. So you think it'd be Philly and, and Brooklyn probably in the yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. And I think I think Philly, I think Philly, this will be your Philly ghost, but I'm not saying they're gonna win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I can see that happening. I just think, yeah, the Nets have no one low to stop Embiid, but it depends on how those three guys play because we have not seen them play often together. Harden really saved that team, honestly, if you think about it, because Durant and Irving were suffering a lot of injuries, and then Harden had his fair share of injuries towards the end, but now they're all playing together. And, you know, I feel bad for Brad Stevens on Boston. Um, I think he's a well-respected coach, but maybe his time is gone. He had too much of a window. And sometimes you just got to move on. Uh, so that happens. He would get a nice coaching job somewhere else. Um, but when it comes to Boston, yeah, I just think all year they showed inconsistency and losing Jalen Brown hurts, but they really weren't going to show anything else. Tatum and Brown are studs, but they, they're either 25 and five a night or 11 with six for 20 shooting, you know? Uh, so I'm not surprised here. I think the Nets getting intact with everyone together because they're spending all that money and barely playing games in the regular season. Having it now helps. You got to hope that sticks together. But Justin, I'm going to agree with you to only if the Nets start suffering injuries with any of those players, any of those three we're talking about, I think the Sixers go to the finals. If the Nets stay healthy, I think they're going to the finals. Ooh, we'll have to see. Mm -hmm. So this past week, Wizards, 76ers, Russell Westbrook got hurt. And as he made his way to the locker room, a seasoned ticket holder in the Wells Fargo Center threw popcorn at him as he was going to the locker room. He had to be held back by security. And it was actually the security for sideline reporter for um, NBC Sports Washington, Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a yay. I promise I will say nay on some of these, but you're making the topics just too juicy right now. So, um, yeah, and I want you to actually get started on this because you're more of the NBA and also Washington Wizards guy. So I want your take, and then, of course, I will go into my little rant, I would like to say, on the uh, fan base. I want, I want to start with that, too, on the fan base. I made, I, I made a tweet, retweeted some tweets, where people were saying classless, where I said – and all I said in my single tweet was, this is awful. And I, I'm, I, I was like, unfortunately not surprised, which is sad. And I wasn't going at, you know, specific people. But if you look as a Washington fan and having these rivalries with Philly, I look at the history and just just what, what's happened in the past. Back when we were the, the – the, before we were the football team, when we were the Redskins – we had this guy who dressed up in the Native American costume. And when he traveled to Philly, the fans attacked him, ripped apart his costume, and he had severe injuries. I just, I look at stuff like that. Um, Philly fans come and travel to FedEx Field. I have, I had a friend from um, high school, I haven't talked to him in a while, but they, they used to have season tickets 
His dad said he went to every game every year, all the home games, but the Philly games because the fans would try to make their way to the club seat level where they had their season tickets and they would always start something and he would be glad that he didn't go. So I'm not really going to apologize much for what I said because as a Washington fan, we see this. Yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate. First off, much credit to Russell Westbrook if you're listening. Justin's a huge fan of you. Um, but, you know, him just holding off. We know he's had some issues with fans, but fans can just be snarky like that. We've seen years ago in Philly, some guy was putting up his middle fingers towards him. Uh, that was years ago in, uh, in the Sixers uh, ball stadium. So, you know, Westbrook was kind of shoving, shoving it off. And with this one, Westbrook took it really well. Eh? And this fan base stuff, it's great to have fans back. We're hearing some stuff with vaccinated sections and stuff, but we're forgetting how ruthless fans can be. And that goes for any sports fan base. But Philly, uh, I went to an Eagles game once. It really made me uncomfortable not being an Eagles fan, of course. Nothing happened to me, but, you know, people can be too much and they have to realize it's just a sport. You got to calm down. Not everyone's going to be with you. It's just like any topic or anything out there. And, uh, you know, Westbrook took it really well. It's just unfortunate that that happened. And same goes to Trey Young. New York fans can be just insane. And I'm a New York Rangers fan, and I'm saying that, uh, you know, the Knicks fans were just going out there saying, you know, I'm not going to say exact words because it's a little explicit. But, you know, F. Trey Young, this really uncalled for. It's just a game. He had a nice game winner in MSG. That's, that's awesome right there. You're going to – yeah, your team's in the playoffs for the first time in a while, but come on, it's just a sport. It's just a game. You know, the Knicks really aren't going to do anything that much. It's just good experience and exposure. Um, and then like the next day they're on the chant Trey is balding, which in fact sounded like Trey is balling. So it's not like they did anything. I don't know if they chanted that. I just heard the rumor. So I don't know. I just think all these things just go out there and are just kind of so stupid. And yes, we're sports fans. At the end of the day, we get emotional. We get excited with the game. But just throwing popcorn at the players, like, come on. That's childish, childish. And, and, and I don't know if you saw Westbrook said the press conference. He said, he said out of anywhere, he said it would only happen here. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with him on that totally. I mean, I went to Baltimore once to go see an O's game, right? I went to see the Ravens. Uh, great atmosphere as a Raiders fan and as a Padres fan, weird, I know. Uh, I would go down there and I would just have lovely conversations. Now, going to Philadelphia's uh, Phillies games wasn't really that bad either, but over my time when I was younger, Sixer games at times were just a little uh, uncomfortable, I'd say, uh, as the opposing fan, or you can't root for any other team besides the Sixers in that case. The same goes to the Eagles. It was just not that the Eagles game was really cold and all, but also – it was just uh, an unfortunate time when it came to very crazy fans taking over at times. Definitely. So moving on, Jay-Z may want to buy partial ownership of the Washington football team. I'm going to say nay on this one, but since you are a fan, I would like to hear your take. I just don't know much about it, so I'm not going to actually talk about it too much. Um, I'll just I'll say real fast. This will be just even great as the Wash football team has been seeing their better days. Cool, cool. I, I, I said I think I might have told you or someone. I think Washington's gonna go uh, like ten and six at best, eleven and five if it's a breakout season, like thirteen and three. Honestly, 
So that'd be nice. That would be. My next one. We seen the last dance last year at the big documentary. This year, Mike Tyson's knockout documentary about Mike Tyson. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. Yay. I mean, Mike Tyson, I, I, I don't watch boxing, but you, you, if you hear the name Mike Tyson, come on, how are you not intrigued? Dude, he's such a lovable guy. And <laughs> I, really, I just can't wait for the biting ear scene, as gross as that sounds. That's very iconic. Um, and you know what? As much as we can possibly know about some of these guys and some of my older generations grew up watching MJ compared to us, you still learn so much about it. Like, I learned so much about MJ. Um, and Mike Tyson will be a real cool one. So I think that's going to be a huge success. He's 30 for 30s. I'm telling you, ESPN does a great job with those. And that's, that's one of, as, as lots of people, as people say, the network is dying, which it kind of is. And that's one of the, that's one of the thing, few things I really like that, they, that they've been consistent with. The 30 for 30s, they're really good at with telling those stories. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm not the biggest fan of some ESPN content but the 30 for 30s is a great way to kind of really drag you in i watched some good documentaries with ken griffey jr tony gwen all fascinating stuff the mike and the mad dog talking about radio and podcast that was a good one too i gotta see that actually um i, I like the same local where i am in maryland they made one on lem bias when they first started doing it that was really good yeah so moving on i have a few more left the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Boston Bruins, and the New York Islanders. We oh, I see that. He's, he's all right. I'm on the Zoom call. He's saying no. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it's NHL. And any fans out there, I'm sorry. I, I As a Rangers fan, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I can't talk about either one because I lose either way. The Penguins are out, but the Islanders and Boston are still in. So, I'm sorry. I can't. Hey, the Capitals are out, too. I know. It's okay. It's all right. Julio Jones, uh, the Atlanta Falcons been offering first round picks. There are rumors that, uh, that to the Titans, but um, it just didn't look like enough for either side. I will say yes because I've been hearing about the New England Patriots. Ooh, go first with that. I, I have not heard that yet. Okay, well, you know, everyone, every time there's a big star in the trade rumors or a big name draft quarterback now because Brady's gone. Uh, we always hear the Patriots as the first, you know, option. And uh, I've already been hearing New England wants Julio Jones. The fans obviously want him. And if they do get him, their Super Bowl odds, yeah, Super Bowl odds jump up like 3%. And uh, having Matt Jones, you know, learning under Cam Newton at the time, if they can get a big-time receiver, uh, that would be big because I don't know. I like what Nelson Aguilar did as a Raider, but I don't know how it's going to fit in Bill Belichick's system, honestly. So you want to hear a quote from Mac uh, about Mac Jones from Kendrick Bourne? I have on my script. I, I used this uh, quote from my uh, back to my sports report the other night, and Kendrick Bourne, my receiver on the Patriots, said about Mac Jones. So impressed with him. They're all impressed with him. He said he has a swag to him that I didn't know he had at first. He's out there confident, and that's what you need in a quarterback. Good energy, awesome guy, comes to work, and you can just feel his energy and leadership already. Yeah, that's good. I think I heard something, too, where in his first ever like practice, like the day after the draft already. He was calling plays. Yeah, and he said um, – he might have said this to one of the coaches, like, 
you know, the defense has to figure me out. That's how confident I am. And yeah, that's something the Patriots really like to hear. And they're going to be good, I think. I think Mac Jones will start rather quickly. And uh, I think Cam Newton will be a good teaching guy to tell him what to do and stuff like that. So I really think this is going to work out uh, whether it's Julio Jones or not. But, you know, if they get Julio Jones, oof. And I don't blame Jones for wanting out of Atlanta. Look what they've been doing. Absolutely nothing. I'm sure Jones is frustrated because of the fact that Calvin Ridley gets the ball a lot more now. So I, I would want out too. I'm sorry. How crazy would it be if he went to the Patriots that, that after that Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, could you imagine if he went to your team? Oh my gosh, you guys already have a cool... Oh, we have enough. We can't afford him. Yeah, That'd be crazy. I would love to see him in a Raider uniform, but we need defense. But, you know, and John Gruden, we trust, I guess. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. It's frustrating. Very. So, a couple more left. This is this is this is golf, but it, it's it, it's gonna be entertaining golf. The match four was announced. You know, Phil Mickelson, DeChambeau, right? Bryson DeChambeau, excuse me, with Aaron Rodgers and Brady. So Mickelson and Brady will be teamed up, and DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers will be teamed up. Last year it was Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, and Phil Mickelson and Brady. And I have to say it was quite entertaining. Yay or nay. Once again, I'll say nay because I don't know a thing or two about golf. I'm sorry. Um, but if it comes to you, you can please give your take on it. I know nothing about golf. It was just entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't. Like, people will be like, did you watch? I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be like that. I'm not into it. I'm sorry. I, I watched the last five minutes when Phil won the, when Phil won the PGA. I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's winning the PGA. Let's see the fi- last five minutes and he can make it. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I get you, but it's like it's not my kind of nature. I literally just watch baseball and some hockey, and that's it now. That's it. So this this last one is gonna be a fun one. There's a familiar face from Ryder University. We playing in the basketball tournament this summer. Definitely, yay. Um wait, I'm trying to think. I don't think you told me this, did you? I have not. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty curious right now. Jason Thompson will be playing in the basketball tournament this summer. Jason Thompson? With a team of uh, a lot of people who played overseas in Japan. <laughs> um, I, can I give a quick shout out, by the way? Yes. To uh, Ryder Men's Baseball and Coach Davis, as right now, Fairfield, who was in the regular season 33 and 1, Justin, in the, right now in the final round against Ryder. Riders up six to two. So, hey, let's go, Coach Davis. Coach Davis is a um, yeah. member. He yeah. from my honor society. He was on just in sports during the school year. So yeah, shout out Coach Davis. Really great guy. I've been working for him already. Um, I can't wait to meet him too very soon, as he's up in Connecticut right now. But I just want to say, yeah, that's insane. Because Fairfield, thirty-three and one, the Rider men team had an insane season. Really great, twenty-two and eighteen right now. They sit at. Um, really playing one of the best baseball seasons I've seen right uh, before I graduated uh, into now. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out because Fairfield at 33 and one looked like they had it. It was a walk in the park, right? Uh, but right now, if Ryder wins this, they win the tournament. So they're up six, two after being down one, nothing early. 
uh, in this game. So I just want to give a quick shout out. I apologize for that. Uh, no, no, no. Of course, Coach. I love Co. Love Coach Davis. Uh, it was a great interview I had during the school year too. He's a great guy. I can't. I, I can't wait to get to meet him. You'll you'll love him. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Continue on. Yeah. Um. Jason Thompson will be playing the basketball tournament this summer, which which happens a little before summer league. There's WNBA on, but I suffer from basketball withdrawal. And the basketball tournament's fun to watch. You, you'll see some familiar names. You're like, hey, I didn't know that person still plays overseas. So Jason Thompson. Yeah, look at that. Jason Thompson, our own NBA product from Rodden University. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, he was honestly a pretty good pro too. I thought the Kings were lottery long term, right? And uh, now he's playing overseas. I believe he's playing in China or Korea um, at the time being. But you know what? He has been an excellent guy. He's still in contact with Ryder when it comes to certain events um, before the pandemic. And even, I think, during. He's just a great all-around guy. Very caring. uh, Does a lot for the community, too. So, Justin, that's pretty cool. If we can somehow catch some games on a stream or something, that would be excellent, man. Oh, definitely. I, I got to get you into Have you watched basketball tournament in the past? I don't think I have, no. I got it, It's fun. This, I think I told you about the ending in the fourth, the Elam ending. They did in the playoffs where they had the target score. It's yeah. so much. It's so much fun because they're actually playing for something. And this past year during the pandemic, there was only 24 teams instead of 64. So it got even more competitive. So I, I can't wait till it comes back. Wow. Wow. No, I like that though. You got to get me into it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I know it's I I know it's it might not be easy to watch at first. You'll be like, who are these people playing basketball? But it, it's so much better than those like silly football leagues, like the spring league and all that on right now. Yeah, it, it's fun because you'll 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 know these people. You'll be Jimmer for debts in it. Um, that that that's a big one. He plays every year. Yeah, cool, Jimmer. We Jimmer, love. Jimmer, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that was the last one uh, for that. Dom, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. No, Justin, thank you for having me. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. I like this um, kind of show you have with yay or nay. I think it's a lot of fun because I'm getting surprised on what you're telling me about. So um, I really appreciate it. And uh, I think that you got to be doing these more often, my man. Of course. And real quick, plug your shows real fast and tell everyone where they can find you. Okay, uh, thanks. You didn't have to do that. That's actually a thank you surprise. Um, so yes, so um, my main one that I really like doing the most is my Padres one. You might not be a Padres fan, but for the year they're having, if you'd like to take a listen, I, I really appreciate it. It's called Grand Slamming Padres. It's slamming with a little apostrophe with no G. Um, my Twitter is at Grand Padres. You'll find me on all media platforms. You can see my link tree too uh, to see all the available listening platforms uh, on there. Um, and for my Twitter, so you'll see the link on there too, uh, my main Twitter, uh, at DeRosaD57. So that is one. And also for future episodes, having Justin on, my uh, other podcast, DeRosa's Take, is one out there for Twitter, at DeRosa Take, um, singular, last name, and uh, everything like that. So thank you, Justin, for that. And thank you for also having me on, buddy. Of course. And also catch him on 107.7 The Bronx. He'll be color commentating the Trenton Generals and Capitals baseball. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's going to be a lot of fun with my boy Ethan Dewar. Um, you're going to be working with us when it comes to getting the games prepped. And I'm yes. very excited for that. 
So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, 40 games, a lot of double headers, no, nothing less, you know. But we love our baseball, so we really don't mind it. It, it looks exciting. Yeah, oh, it's going to be, definitely. And that wraps up an episode of Just in Sports. I've been your host, Justin Reedman.